0: You're listening to the Wanderlust and Wellness Podcast, and this is episode number seven.
1: Are your fears and limiting beliefs holding you back from living the life you've always dreamed about? Fear of judgment from others, failure, criticism, or maybe your past experiences and relationships are haunting your actions today. Do you long for a more fulfilled life but are lost on how to get there? After spending years longing for more but too afraid to make that leap due to her own limiting beliefs, Jennifer finally found the secret to moving forward towards living that fulfilled life she always longed for, and she made it her mission to teach you how to do the same. Within every episode of the Wanderlust and Wellness Podcast, Jennifer, along with her weekly guests, will dive into topics surrounding personal development, mindset, wellness, Spirituality, and so much more, arming you with the skills and strategies you need to break down your own limiting beliefs, unlock your true potential, and live the fulfilled life you were designed for. So grab a pen, grab your favorite journal, and let's get started.
0: Welcome to another episode of the podcast. Today on episode number seven, we are gonna be talking with Ashley Cowles. Ashley is a recent college graduate living in her small hometown in Northwestern Pennsylvania, and she is the owner of the blog, The Small Town Foodie. She set out to help others learn how to eat and live healthy, especially those who live in rural areas like she does. Ashley focuses on eating real foods that make you feel good and avoiding processed foods with some occasional indulgences because life is too short To not eat the chocolate. She lives on a small farm, so her blog also includes some gardening tips and healthy lifestyle advice. Although she has grown a great deal in terms of achieving a healthy lifestyle, Uh, Ashley continues to learn each day and set out to help others do the same through the small town foodie. And when I read Ashley's blog post, How to Eat in a Small Town, it hit home to me because I could relate to everything she talked about. And ironically, she's actually from a small town in Pennsylvania that's actually right nearby where my husband is originally from. So once again, the universe did its big magic and brought me right to Ashley. And it was so fun chatting with her about eating healthy in small rural areas And also realizing at the same time that she's right nearby uh, our own place in Pennsylvania. So we're definitely going to meet up the next time I'm over that way. So let's jump right into the interview with Ashley. Hey, Ashley, welcome to the podcast. I'm really excited to uh, dive in today's topic with you. When I read your blog post, How to Eat Healthy in a Small Town uh, a few months ago, I just knew that this episode was meant to be. So before we jump in today's to- into, into today's topic, why don't you tell the listeners a little, bit, a little bit about yourself and your background and the blog that you run?
2: Okay, hi, Jennifer. Um, Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be here. Um, I'm going to back up a little bit. My sophomore year of college, actually, I was living in a dorm, but I decided that I just wanted to try to be healthier, but I was doing it completely wrong. I was working out like crazy, which isn't bad, but like crazy, crazy. Um, I was counting calories, and I thought the only thing I could eat was salads, and so I actually came across a couple health blocks, my two favorites, I'll name drop, um, Fit Foodie, Finds, and Healthy Maven, actually, were the I found one of them first, and then they're friends, and so I found the other. Um, so I started following them, and from there, I found other health blogs, and then I realized that there's a happier, more balanced way to be healthy. So um, I was in a dorm room, so I couldn't really cook much, but um, I grew to love cooking in the summers, and then once I was in an apartment, I started cooking more. And um, I finally start, decided I would post pictures, and family members and friends would be like, "Hey, you need to, you need to start a blog or something." And so I finally <laughs> did it last December, which um, it was my senior year of college. I decided to start the Small Town Foodie. So, awesome. um, yeah, I have um, no background in nutrition. I just loved cooking healthier meals, and um, I'm a communication. I was a communication major, so I love to write. So I decided to combine those two interests and share it with the world. So I um, I started off kind of rough, but I use a lot of resources. Um, the Fit Food Defined and Healthy Maven, both of them together have the Blogger Project, which I got a lot of helpful information from. And then I was in other fo- fe- um, Facebook groups. And then I just tried to make connections with other bloggers. And so um, forward, I graduated in May, this past May. Um, and I'm now working full time at home and running my blog on the side.
0: Awesome, awesome. And those are two awesome blogs. I love both of those. Uh blogs. Yeah. They do have some good information. And I like how you you talked about how you when you started out, like we all have this miss, you know, this kind of misconception that, you know, we have to work out like crazy, and we have to count calories mm-hmm. and, you know, like you have to eat very restrictively. Um but then you realize the more you learn about nutrition that it doesn't it's not it doesn't have to be that complicated. So, I like I like yeah. that journey. So, yeah. Definitely. Um, Today's topic is all about healthy living in a small town, and this is something that Ashley and I are both actually pretty familiar with. Um, so tell let, let's tell the listeners about your experience with eating healthy in a small town. And when you refer to small town, uh, tell the readers a little bit
2: about what the area is like where you live. Okay. Um, I live in northwestern Pennsylvania. I went to school at Kent State University, which is in Ohio. Um and I moved home after graduating college, and I never thought I would move home, but um, <laughs> I decided that um, I like the area, I have a boyfriend here, and actually the Chamber of Commerce I work at in our town, um, I worked there for three years during college, and they wanted to hire me on to actually um, start an initiative to attract more people to our small town. So awesome. um, it kind of worked out. Um I live on a small beef farm with my boyfriend and on the same lane as his parents. I think they have about 10 cows. Um, it's the middle of nowhere. <laughs> then I drive to, it's called oil city, which is about 15, 20 minutes away. And it's bigger. It's a bigger small town. So there's like a downtown, but there's one coffee shop. There's a few restaurants. It's So it's a bigger small town basically. Yeah. Um, and I graduated with 78 students in my high school and I just looked it up. Our entire county has about 50,000 people. So it's pretty small. Um, But in terms of eating healthy here and finding what I need, we've got um, kind of the basic grocery stores. We've got Walmart, Giant Eagle, Aldi, which is my all-time favorite. Shout out to Aldi. Um, (laughs) (laughs) And then we do have a small health food store, which um, I do like going in there, but they are a little pricier since they are – so small and need to survive here so um i just go in there every once in a while and then i'll go to farmers markets in the summer so um that's kind of the places i shop and It's frustrating because I see on social media all these different products and recipes and things I want to try that I don't have access to the ingredients. So it's a struggle sometimes. What's what's ironic, uh, just to
0: tell the the listeners, is before I even met Ashley and uh, I had read her blog post and like I was automatically drawn to it, after speaking with her like I realized that she's my husband is from almost the same area in, yeah. in uh, Pennsylvania not that far away and I can like absolutely relate when you say that like you're in the middle of nowhere because yes. I you know having gone back with my husband they literally are at least you know where he lives um is in
2: the middle of nowhere so yes. I it's, it's- it's nice. I like it, but it's harder in some It is some a way. gorgeous.
0: It is a gorgeous, gorgeous countryside, I will say that. Yeah. But I love it. If we ever were to move back there, I would definitely be strategically planning out how to access Yes, <laughs> yeah. I'll that's tap into you. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and as for me, um, now obviously I live in a small town, but not as small as knowing firsthand what like the area that you're describing. I'm not that rural, but I'm still not in the in the middle of a big metropolitan you know city. I'm not that far out. But my options, you know, aren't just, you know, go down the block and, you know, there's a Whole Foods. Um, yeah. My nearest uh, grocery stores that have good, um, healthy, and organic options are still about 15 to 20 minutes away in the next town over. Um, but I will say that, and like you said, props to Aldi and even Walmart. They are getting better about offering healthy options. It's just um, – I like to think of Walmart as kind of like a scavenger hunt uh, when you're looking for healthy items because they're not, it's not like you walk in and you know, either a, the entire grocery store is all healthy products and organic foods, like say a Whole Foods or a Trader Joe's. You just have to strategically know where they're at and look for them. But
2: yeah, yeah, definitely. I'm actually pleasantly surprised at how many products they have been adding. Things like, um, well, coconut oil came Uh kind of early, but, um, Uh, like avocado oil, um, there, there's a gluten free section at our Walmart. Um, I struggle to find a lot of things without sugar, added sugar, Mm -hmm. like dried fruit, but, um, they've been adding more brands that have healthier options like that. So I am surprised and happy about that, but you're right. It's a scavenger hunt. It is. I, I actually shop at Aldi first and get everything I can there and then cross off all the things I get there on my list and then go to Walmart and the, Little struggle, <laughs> uh huh.
0: Uh-huh. And Audi has actually been in the news a lot lately for the changes that they're making with the types of products that they're selling in the store and moving yes. towards um, removing uh, some of those some of those uh, products that have really, you know. Inflammatory or or chemical-laden ingredients. So, so I think everyone. I think that I think that other stores are catching on. It's just you know not as convenient if you're in a big city uh, with say a Whole Foods or a Trader Joe's or or something like that right down the street. Uh, Which leads which leads me into um, some common misconceptions when trying to eat healthy. You know when you're in a small town, and I think for me when I first started my healthy journey, um, I fell into the trap of like what you just kind of talked about which was I would see all these products and a lot of them were like box products um on the internet that were listed, as, you know, as healthy and I just and I didn't have access to them so you know I'd look and I'd get frustrated and and I and I couldn't I couldn't find them so I ended up, you know, sometimes like reverting back to just, you know, the my old way of eating um but I think one thing to understand is um even though some of those box healthy foods that you see on the internet that you don't have access to aren't necessarily the, the most healthy option. I, I remember, yeah. and I can't remember his name, um, but I listened to, um, he's one of my favorite um, doctors to listen to. And he mentioned, you know, organic um, gluten-free cookies are still cookies, you know? So yeah. <laughs> so it's easy to get caught up in that. So uh, I would, I, one, the one misconception I would avoid or the pitfall I would avoid is don't think that you have to have all of those boxed healthy foods that you see, um, you know, floating across Instagram and
2: Facebook. Um, yes, I can, I completely agree. And, um, I get really frustrated when I meet people who are like, Oh, I eat healthy. Like I do good, but they eat what, the um, brands tell them it's healthy. So they see a yogurt and they don't understand that low fat doesn't always necessarily mean healthy or they see a box product that says healthy, healthy all over and they automatically get it. And it's not always the case. Yes, exactly. Exactly. (laughs) There are, there are excellent packaged products. That yes,
0: are healthy. So there are, saying. there are. And we'll talk about um, if you see that, I mean, because there are some very good um, pre-packaged healthy foods, uh, but, and we'll talk here in a little bit about some strategies that we've both yeah. found that the way that, a way that we can access those without, even if they're not in your local grocery store. Um, and I think another misconception is and, and this may may not be just because you're in a small town, but just the cost and like the feeling that, you know, oh, okay, well, eating healthy um, has to be expensive. And a lot of times that expense does come with those box products. But in reality, eating healthy does not have to be expensive, uh, even if you're in a small town, because... It, eating healthy, you can just stick to the basics, some good protein, yeah. um, some good, some good uh, vegetables, fruits, you know, those, those, those types of things. So I think another misconception is don't feel like you have to buy all those expensive, um, uh, you know, foods that are labeled as healthy and organic. If you want to just start, you just, just stick to the basic because those are available, you know, in, in every store. Yes, yes,
2: exactly. And um, we have, we don't have a ton of, farms around but we are in the country so in the summer the farmers markets are booming and i've got a couple um farm or stores near me who have um by farmers who have meat and so and eggs so um it's all readily available the basic stuff which is normally the healthiest stuff yes, you don't need the packaged products so yeah sticking stick to the basics is one of my main Rules I follow.
0: Yes, exactly, exactly. And another challenge uh, outside of just grocery store and grocery shopping when you're in a small town is eating out. Um, and I know, oh, yes. I know, eating out and, and eating healthy and when you're eating out in a small town can be extremely challenging. I, I mean, I wish that I could just walk down the street and you know there were gluten-free and organic restaurants, you know, just lined up down down the street. But that's just not the I case. I would love that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> (laughs) Yeah, it's just, it's not, there's not a lot in my area, and and the ones that are, they're usually, you know, in the city, so it's nice to make a a trip there occasionally, but it's not handy if, you know, we just want to run somewhere real quick for dinner, like on a weeknight, and so... Instead, at least in my area, there's, you know, a lot of comfort food type restaurants and there's, 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 um, restaurants that have menus really just full of unhealthy ingredients and not a lot of options. So what is your situation like where you live in terms of eating out?
2: Um, yeah, exactly the same, um. I actually just went to lunch yesterday. It was a little Italian place, but I thought they might have, like, grilled chicken or some kind of entree. I'm actually doing Whole30 right now. so Oh, yeah. Good um, for you. I can't have – thank you. I can't have pasta or pizza or any of that. But um, they had salads. But all of the salads were either in a bread bowl <laughs> or topped with cheese and French fries, which I don't I think that's a Pennsylvania thing. Oh yes french, it
0: is. My husband We do French fries salads. Yeah, no, yeah. When my husband moved here to Missouri, side note here, um he went to a restaurant and he ordered French fries on his salad. And I thought the re- the, the waitress was like, "What? You <laughs> you mean you want French fries on the side?" And he's like, "No, I want them on my salad." So I mean, it's good. But <laughs> I know exactly what you're talking about. We might have listeners yeah. thinking that's crazy, but it's, I think it's definitely a, you a Pennsylvania, Western Pennsylvania thing. Yeah, and you don't
2: know till you try it. But yes, <laughs> yes. but sometimes that's not what I want. Yeah. So um. And we have like the mom and pop restaurants yeah. that have um, like the macaroni and cheese and chicken Parmesan. And we do have a couple chains like um, like we have Bob Evans and mm-hmm. they have some semi healthier options there. But you don't even know if they just cooked everything in canola oil or what. Yeah. So, um, yeah. It's definitely a struggle. And I get to kind of judgment from that when I go to a restaurant uh-huh. especially during Whole30 because your orders get so kind of bizarre. I go to a restaurant and I'm like no feta and oil and vinegar and they um, kind of look at you like what, what are you trying to do here? Yeah. But um, and at the same time though I would love to have a million gluten-free and organic restaurants and things like that but it kind of makes it more special not to because you um, go somewhere where they do have them and you enjoy it so much more just because
0: you're not used to that. Yeah, one exactly. Or two would be nice. <laughs> exactly. So some strategies that I've tried um, myself, when eating out and, and, and healthy options are limited is one, I recently last year, uh, went on a trip to I went on two trips. So we went to Colorado, and then we also went to Oregon. And I knew we would be out and about. And I knew um, salad is always an option. But like you said, uh, salads can quickly get you know, not so healthy when you're looking at the dressings and the ingredients. So what I did is I carried around with me a little like mason jar, like a jelly sized jar, mason jar um, with my own, you know, salad dressing that I made. Um, that's one, it's actually on my blog. It's one of my sweet vinaigrette dressings. And I just brought that with me and I just ordered a salad plain um, yeah, minus, you know, the, awesome. yeah well, minus the ingredients I didn't want. And I just used my own dressing and and I got some strange looks. But but for me at that time, like I knew, you know, I wanted to kind of stay on track. And so that's what I did. Um, and you also you you can't go wrong with a simple protein and a vegetable and a potato. And like you said, it might not be cooked you know, to perfection in, in, in coconut oil and the purest of ingredients. But, but again, if you stick with, you know, some protein, uh, your vegetables and maybe like a baked potato or something, then, you know, you can't go, go wrong with that. If that's, that's an option at the restaurant. Um, and like you mentioned, like just pick the healthiest option available on the menu, which sometimes can be a challenge. And like you said, just get creative. Like,
2: (laughs) Mm (laughs) but also, I'm sure go ahead. I'm sorry. I was going to say, I'm sure some cooks at restaurants around here
1: don't like what I order
2: from yeah. there because all of my substitutions. But I try my best to be as simple as possible, but sometimes you just got to mix it around. Yeah, and I and that brings up a good point. And I think there's
0: two ways you can go with this. Um, one is, you know, be firm in what you want. And if, if that's what you want and you want to stick with, you know, like your nutritional, you know, path that you're on, um, don't let that judgment kind of make you feel bad for the choices you're making or make you, you know, make a choice that you're not comfortable with. Um, I've had to learn that. Um, and in fact, I'm doing a whole episode on, you know, kind of how to deal with like an unsupportive, you know, environment with maybe the friends you're with kind of think you're crazy or your family, or like you said, the, the chef, the cook or the waitress are like, what are you talking about? So I think the the one option is, you know, stick, stick to what you want and don't be, don't Don't be ashamed of that and and go with it. And I think the other option you can go with is just be okay with eating what's available. In other words, don't overstress about it. I mean, because I I know... You know, it's easy to be like, oh my gosh, there's nowhere to eat. What am I going to eat? There's no good options. or no health, healthy options, and you just kind of stress out. It's okay. Like one one dinner at Cracker Barrel won't kill you. Um, <laughs> I think the key is balance and not to be not to make consistent poor choices and and go whatever go with whatever you feel comfortable with. So it is a challenge to eat healthy um, sometimes in these smaller towns, but be okay with either a you know making you know eating maybe off track. A day or for a meal or just you know be okay with just ordering your own um whatever you need and and don't let people like shame you into not doing that so yes
2: i and, love so many things you just said
0: <laughs> <laughs> and and, and whole 30 is great um it, if you haven't heard of it it's a program It's it's a 30-day program right Yes, that yep, thirty day, and and it's also it's similar. Um, I know a lot of people recommend doing whole thirty even like prior to even doing something like paleo. It's a good yeah. wh- elimination, a short elimination diet that a uh, just to see how you feel when you take all of those ingredients out. Um, because I know one difference is there's very limited, if not zero, sugar, right. In right, um, no sugar
2: not even like honey or anything
0: yeah that's like what that. i thought yeah yeah so that's good and and, and eating out on whole 30 is even more challenging than oh, yeah. <laughs> you know eating out you know just you know on a, on a simple healthy regimen so kudos to you for you Thank know ordering you. what you needed for that
2: yeah it's um this is actually my third time doing whole 30 so i'm getting better especially at eating out but um it is a struggle, and you said about um, we talked about judgment, and I wanted to say I actually have a whole blog post written that I keep editing and fixing, moving around, and everything, but all about food shaming.
1: Uh-huh.
2: Um, I read an article I forget who it was by, but um, it was about food shaming, and it really made me think and made me want to write about it as well. And um, there's like two sides I find to food shaming. There's or two types, I guess. Um, there's people who shame people for eating bad, uh-huh. but I always feel shamed for eating good. Yep. <laughs> which yep. you wouldn't think. You wouldn't think um, someone who's doing something good for their body would get judged like that. But um, all the time, just like I have people say we're out to eat, and they, I ordered, um or they're like, oh, it's her turn to order. She's like, oh, they're gonna order something healthy or uh-huh. something, and. say that about me and i'm like oh so i'm feeding my body what it means and you're (laughs) judging me but um yeah i think it's good to i'm excited to i'm going to share that post soon i keep thinking different things to add but um it's good to not be defensive when people do that but also stand your ground and say hey this is what makes me feel good and um the whole 30 back to that i I have digestive issues, and I'm always trying to figure out what the heck's making my stomach hurt. And mm-hmm. so I like the whole thirty because I feel great during it, but I'm so bad the first two after it. I do good at you reintroduce foods like mm-hmm. one week you'll do um, grains again, and you're like, how do I feel? And I'm so bad at that part. So this time I'm really going to try to do that, so then I know if I I'm um, usually just avoid eating too much dairy or too much gluten, but I want to know exactly what is making me feel yep. happy. Yep. So.
0: And 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 an elimination diet like Whole 30 is the perfect way to do that, and I talk about that a little bit in my intro episode, and then um, again in the blog post that I'm actually getting ready to to post uh, tomorrow uh, about journaling about how food makes you feel as you reintroduce them, and really kind of listening yep. to your body and and what that even means. Like when someone says "listen to your body," like what are you like listening yeah. for? So that, that's a that's a yeah. good point. But yes, yeah. absolutely. Um, I think food shaming is is definitely out there. Um, And that's why uh, coming up in a a few weeks, we're going to be doing an episode on the podcast about how to deal with an unsupportive environment when you're trying to eat healthy and and really kind of being proud of the choices that you're making and not letting, you know, those types of comments and, and critics, you know, veer you from your past. So that's good. So, awesome. I'm excited to hear that one. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. Um. So let's talk about some resources and strategies that our listeners could use um, if they find themselves in, in a similar situ- situation. And the first thing I want to do is Ashley wrote an excellent post um which is the one I found and came across and it led me to reach out to her on her blog, the small town foodie called how to eat in a healthy small town. And I will actually include a link to uh, her blog post in the show notes for anybody that would like to go, go read that article. But she, she pers- perfectly summarize like all the options that you can you know you can do if you if you're living in a small town and maybe you know healthy options aren't you know right there you know a block down the street at at the at a whole foods because it doesn't mean that just because you live in that environment or you live in that area it doesn't mean that you can't eat healthy um and that's really the the message of this episode is for everyone to realize that like like you can eat healthy in whatever situation that you're in so one of the options that I discovered that helps me get some of those products that, like I know, are healthy even though they're prepackaged, um, and I and I think they're amazing, but they're just not available like near at, at a nearby store. And one of them is called Thrive Market, and, and I don't know. I think you use Thrive Market, haven't you? I love Thrive Market. Isn't yeah, I it the best package coming? I think tomorrow. <laughs> It is the best. It It is the best. There is a membership, a yearly membership fee. um, But what I also find, in addition to, even though there's a a yearly membership fee, I can find many of the products that I use on a regular basis at a much cheaper cost than I can at the local store. And one of them is, I use Bob's Red Mills um, tapioca flour a lot as a gluten-free flour alternative. And it is so much cheaper on Thrive Market than it is even at Walmart or Sprouts or or, um, natural grocers or whole foods. So, and, um, so I will order it there as well as my favorite brand of ghee, um, is also a lot cheaper on Thrive Market. So a Thrive Market is definitely something I would recommend you checking out. Um, if you would like to, to, to have access to some of these products that you see on Amazon or on the internet that aren't just available in stores. Um, and, um, you can also, I've also find products on Amazon as well. Um, and I've also just ordered directly from the company. Like, for example, I really want to try out, um, some of the vital proteins, collagen protein. Um, oh, yeah. and I'm I just, I, <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm going to order some of that because I can't get that in the store. So that's, that's definitely my first recommendation is look into those online delivery options. It's not as convenient. Like you can't be in the middle of baking and be like, Oh my gosh, I need tapioca flour are now, but if you plan ahead and you, and and that's what I do, I kind of plan ahead and say like, okay, what am I going to want to use in the next coming months or, and, and I'll stock up, um, because they do have sales. So. I could talk forever about Thrive Market. I know. It's um, it, it's so great. It is really um, my absolute fa- favorite um, mayo, which is Primal Kitchen's avocado oil mayo. Um, I use oh, that okay. a lot when I make like aiolis um, or just when I eat like a lettuce wrap. And I will order that through Thrive Market because it's just the best. <laughs>
2: yeah, I just actually, um, we had a jar and I wasn't eating it too much, but then I um, My mom and my boyfriend are actually doing Whole30 with me right now, which is exciting. But um, I live with my boyfriend, and um, he found that mayo in the fridge. He's like, can I eat this? And I was like, oh, yeah, you actually can eat that. We have the chipotle lime one, the mayo. And, um, yeah, I put it in coleslaw tonight. It was delicious. But (laughs) we're out. So we've got two more coming from Thrive Market. Probably should be here tomorrow. Uh, But um, my mom even, she's doing Whole30, and she – we. We'll talk about this a little later, but we were in Pittsburgh, so we stopped at Whole Foods, and uh-huh. um, she was looking at all these different products that she was interested in getting. And I was like, "Wait, mom!" And I pulled out my Thrive Market app, and I looked, and um, I think she was looking at the Epic Bites. Uh-huh. Uh huh. The um, I don't remember which kind, but um, it was like a dollar fifty cheaper on Thrive Market, and I have the um subscription, so I like, I'll get these too. And she lives, I drive past her when I go to. Work so I was like, I'll oh, drop these off when they come. Awesome, awesome! <laughs> so it, it's a
0: great resource, and I will leave um, for the listeners. I will leave. I have a direct link to uh, Thrive Market um, that 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 I can drop in the show notes for people if they want to try it out um, and and sign up for an account because it really is amazing. I can't, like you said, I could talk about all the stuff I found on it and and they have more than just food. They also have health products and body care and baby care products. Um, I mean, it's, it is, it is a marketplace for, um, healthy living products. So another, (laughs) another resource and strategy is like we mentioned before, um, there's always protein and produce available at any grocery store. Uh, So if you're sticking to the basics to your, to your lean protein, um, to your vegetables, to your fruits, um, you, if you stick to those basics and you don't get sucked into the prepackaged trap, then you always have those options available. And I know, depending on what you read, um, you know, there's the recommendation of, you know, grass fed meats and organic produce, which I'm going to do, I'm going to be doing a, a blog post, um, and here in a few in like next month on, you know, which, which produce and fruits should you eat organic in which don't you you don't need to worry as much about because there is there are some vegetables and and, and fruits in produce that you don't need to w- always worry about whether you have the organic version usually if they have for example if they have a tough skin uh, on the outside then they say you know you don't have to worry necessarily worry about always having the organic version of that um and um and also with the grass-fed meat, I mean, obviously grass-fed um, beef uh, and, you know, organic chicken, you know, free from hormones is, you know, obviously better. But if that option isn't right there in front of you, it's, you know, it's not the end of the world. Um, and and, and yeah. it's still better than eating, you know, nothing. And I will say kudos to Walmart. They actually have a really good brand of hormone-free um, boneless, skinless chicken. At least mine does, the, the, the local Walmart. Um, and so I know I always have that. And they've actually started to... Um, carry some grass fed beef as well. So so they're 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 getting up there. Um yeah, with, slowly with the, getting there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, um and then
2: go ahead and talk about ingredient swaps that you've done. Okay. Um the basic thing, yeah, I just want to say your meals don't have to be complicated. Like it's fun to do different fun meals every once in a while, but they just if you do a like you said, a potato and a veggie and piece of meat you're done. But um and we actually we've got um beef cows, so I don't have to worry about that. We have a little yeah. freezer on our <laughs> porch stocked. <laughs> but um yeah ingredient swaps that's kinda in the same boat. Um you don't have to be fancy and if you read a recipe and you see that it calls for some ingredient you can't get, you can just um like what's an example? Um like a flower. Like if something calls for Tapioca flour, and you don't have it. You don't, maybe you don't have Thrive Market and you can't get that. You can easily substitute something that you have in the store or um, make a flour. I like to make oat flour out of oats, and that's easy to get at mostly every store. So um, just be creative, and Google is your best friend. <laughs> yes. With yes. um, you just Google substitution for whatever you're trying to do, you can easily find something that works. And um, sometimes um, baked goods are a little harder to do that with because they have to be pretty exact. But cooking, I like cooking better just because it's so easy just to throw things together. And most of the time it won't be messed up. Yeah. (laughs) So um, yeah, just I would, would just suggest being creative and using the internet as a resource to figure out what you can do. Yeah. Yeah. And another strategy is
0: you can always make your own um yes. uh versions of, of of particular foods or ingredients. So for example, like you can make your own nut butter or um like you said you can make your own flour. I actually made uh sunflower seed flour once just to test it out. Uh-oh. It did taste like sunflower seeds, so you got to get with that. Um or you can you know use a dehydrator and make your own dried fruit because that's a lot cheaper and you know easier to access if you do it at home. Um yeah. You can also, I know, if our listeners haven't haven't heard of ghee, which is spelled G H E E. It's really clarified butter, where the uh, the dairy products have been removed from from mm-hmm. from the butter. Um, and you can make that yourself. Have you ever made ghee yourself?
2: I haven't tried, but um, the whole thirty. I don't know if it's in the book, but at least the website they have a whole recipe and it looks like you really just heat butter and once it separates, you
1: just, yep. you just skip get out the stuff yep. on top. Yeah.
0: yeah. It's, I haven't done it myself. I've watched it be done. And actually my mom did it and she sent me a picture. I was like, wow, she's making her yeah. own ghee.
1: So.
0: Um, but, but I will say that it's a lot cheaper if you get some good grass fed butter and make your own ghee by doing that. If you need a dairy free alternative, um, that yeah. is definitely a lot cheaper than buying purchased ghee. um, and you know you can just have it right there you know in your house you don't have to worry about trying to find it uh in a yeah, store and so kombucha too kombucha
2: yes. is yep you can expensive. make your own i started actually making my own i've gotten to the point where i'm experimenting and figuring out because you don't have to make everything homemade and i used to think i did but there are some things like just buy the product yeah. <laughs> it's so much easier just to buy it and usually it's not that much um depending on the product sometimes it's just even cheaper to just buy it so I've made some things that when I'm done with it I'm like I'm just gonna buy this next time yes <laughs> but yes. it is possible to make a lot of different products yes
0: Um, Another strategy, if you're in a small town situation, is to grow your own produce or your own herbs. Um, This is something that after meeting my husband, um, because I would have never had a garden in my entire life, but meeting my husband who is from your, you know, Pennsylvania and had gardens, introduced me to gardening. Um, And so it got, I really got excited because I was like, wow, like I kept thinking of all these things I could, you know, grow. And, um, I've had my ups and downs <laughs> with, with yeah, growing same. my <laughs> own produce, but, um, and I really want to try growing my own herbs. That's something that, that I'm going to do this coming, um, summer, but growing your own produce is, is a definite way to have, um, options, uh, healthy options,
2: you know, right there in your backyard. So, yeah. I actually um I have a post on my blog too called Why You Should Start a Vegetable Garden. <laughs> great, great. And um yeah, we have a big one here, um very big one, and <laughs> I've been getting like it's just basically my boyfriend and I are to take care of it and we both have jobs, so I've been learning that you don't need to grow every single vegetable out yes, there too. Yes. But um I I've I would say I'm a little bit obsessed with gardening. My mom actually <laughs> My Christmas gifts this year were pretty humorous. I got like a growing light so I could start my own seeds. I got a canning set. I got, um, (laughs) oh, a homemaker's book all about different gardening and having chickens and all that. And Uh so I'm, I've, I thought I used to be, want to be a city girl and now I've like completely changed, (laughs) which I like how it is. But, um, Uh I actually would love someday to cross my fingers, blog. For, and make some money and then sell produce at the farmer's market so nice.
0: That's good. gardening That's great.
2: is definitely helpful <laughs> yes I wish I
0: lived in an area because we're smack dab in the middle of town but I wish I lived in an area where I could have my own chickens just roaming oh, around someday I will
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah we've got a lot of land so that's possibly someday. I just don't have the time now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah,
0: that's what I found with uh, the garden. Is thankfully my husband uh, was around to take care of it because I was not very okay. good at
2: taking care of it. Yeah, every um, single night after work, I'd be like, "Oh, what do I got to weed tonight? What do I got to pick tonight?" <laughs> it's, it's a lot of work, but it's we've got a lot in our freezer right now, and I'm pretty happy that I gardened all summer. Yes, yes, yes. Um, and another strategy
0: is uh, support your local farms and markets. We already kind of talked about this a little bit, but in the summertime, there's farm. There's usually a farmer's market, especially in small towns, uh, or at least in, or if they're not right directly in town, they're nearby. Um, so there is an option for um, some some good produce and some other um, products. And then also, like you also mentioned, like you live on a beef farm, and I know around here, um, there are some local farms that we can go and get. Um, you know, grass-fed beef or pork um, or eggs, um, like you like you had mentioned. So supporting your local farms and your farmer's markets is another way that you can definitely eat healthy when you're in a rural
2: area. Yes, I love um, in the summer. We have a farmer's market on Mondays and Thursdays in the town I work. I can actually walk to it. But then on Saturdays, the town next to us has an even bigger one. Um, and I just love going and just chatting with the farmers. And um, I usually ask them tips. Of things I'm struggling with in my garden, and um, we talk about things you can cook with the produce I'm buying, and I'm this is my favorite way to spend my Saturdays in the summer. It might sound lame, but my no, that's favorite great. thing to do.
0: <laughs> that's great. Maybe I needed to get some tips. I tried to grow asparagus yeah. last year, and it did not do anything. <laughs> so asparagus, yeah, asparagus was definitely not my forte but i have i had red and purple potatoes everywhere and it was so nice to just like oh i want potatoes for in my you know with my dinner tonight and just like go out and get them and or some fresh strawberries like that that's nice yeah very
2: um
0: and then another the last strategy um the, that I'd like to offer is to our reader or to our listeners is make a monthly trek to one of the bigger cities nearby and visit one of the bigger chains like Whole Foods and Trader Joe's. I know following you on social media, you just made a haul into, to Pittsburgh to a Whole Foods. I did.
2: Yep, I did. We, um, I was actually coming home from vacation and so I was flying in the airport and my mom and dad picked me up, and my mom was excited to go to Whole Foods. My dad stayed in the car, but we <laughs> went to Ikea and then we went to a Whole Foods. And um, my mom, it, it gets a little overwhelming because, like we talked about with the products, you see products on yes. social media and you just want to try them all. So I find myself walking into a Whole Foods and grabbing everything, being like, I want this. And oh, I saw this blogger posted this. I need to try this. And I always like need to step back and say, okay, what? Do you actually want to try? What do you need, and yes. what isn't crazy expensive that you're gonna spend all your money on it? So. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. So we um, that was the first time I was at a Whole Foods in a while. My sister lives out near Harrisburg, so we um, drive through State College, which has a Trader Joe's. So mm-hmm. I get to stop there every once in a while. But um, I think my mom and I have been talking, especially since we're both doing Whole 30. We're gonna try to make a trek up to Pittsburgh or down the Pittsburgh. More often.
0: Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I think that's a good point. Like, definitely, um, if you don't shop at those types of places um, often, it can be n- not just overwhelming, but you're just like, oh, my gosh, I want to try everything. Like, look at this yeah. product. Look at this product. So definitely... And going in with a plan, um, and it, it will help you stay on budget, um, and not have a lot of food waste where you bought so much stuff that you're just never going to cook it before it goes to waste. Um, exactly. So, d- yeah, definitely have a plan. I made that mistake my very first uh trip to Whole Foods. I think I walked out of there spending like a crazy amount of money and I was like, I don't <laughs> even know what I'm gonna do with half this stuff. So, so definitely <laughs> having a plan, um, but 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 do make a monthly trek to one of those bigger cities, um, and, and to go to those. Luckily for me, like. Like I said, the next town over, which is about 15, 20 minutes, um, they have some smaller w- versions of what I would call a whole foods one is called sprouts and one is called natural grocers. Um, and they, uh, have almost anything and everything that you would w- want or need that a whole foods would have. There might be a few items that they don't have, but so it's kind of nice, um, yeah, I like my little, like, like my tiny little, you know, natural food
2: uh, uh grocery store nearby. That's kind of handy. But yeah, so. we do have, I mentioned the one, we have another that just opened, I think this past summer. It's not a natural food store. It's called the Farmer's Daughter, uh-huh. but they have more just um products like that. But both of those stores are just a little pricier. So I'll go yeah. and buy a few things. But if I know that I can get it on Thrive Market, I usually choose that option. But yes. it is nice. For emergencies too, if I need something, absolutely, absolutely. I remember
0: I stocked up on Thrive Market on the the Primal Kitchen mayos and the tapioca flowers. and I, I posted a picture on on my Instagram when I did that because it was like crazy the amount of <laughs> the amount of mayonnaise and and flour that came with that box. But, That's hilarious. But but I only do that probably like twice a year, and then I like yeah. stock it up and you know store it away. And um, so yeah. So those are some, those are, those are some tips that Ashley and I both have, um, for how you can eat healthy while still living in a small town or a rural community. Um, but before we, before we get off the podcast, uh, what is your biggest piece of advice, uh, that you would share to someone who is struggling with finding healthy options in say a rural or a small town community?
2: Okay. Um, my probably, I have a lot of advice, so, <laughs> but, um, my one big thing. Piece of advice would be just to be patient. Um, Sometimes you have to go to a couple stores. Sometimes you have to order and wait for your package to come. Or Mm -hmm. sometimes you just have to be creative and try to figure out how to do a recipe with what you can get. So yeah, just be patient. Know that. um, Don't just give up because you can't find the ingredients because it is possible to eat and live a healthy life even if you aren't in a big area. So patience.
0: Awesome. And I think being patient with your whole journey towards nutrition and eating healthy, um, is a big, is a big uh, element, regardless of, you know, whether you're, you know, living in a small town too. I think that's a, that's a good point because, and that's something that we're going to talk about. Um, I have a community group that I started on Facebook and we're getting ready to do a challenge in February called what I'm calling the hashtag cook 20 challenge, um, where we're focusing on just cooking healthy home cooked meals for dinner. Um, and, and that's kind of the message that I'm trying to, and we'll be talking about is being patient. Um, cause I think it can be overwhelming to try to transition like your entire, like every meal all at once. So that's why we're just focusing on dinners. Um, and we talk about, ingre- we're going to talk about ingredient swaps and, and that sort of thing. And so I think patience is a really good point. Um, you know, you, you might try something and it might be terrible, uh, but it doesn't mean you, you know give up. Like if you try, you know, zoodles and you didn't like it, there are other there are other options. So, which
2: I, guess, I don't know who wouldn't like zoodles. Yeah, I know. Yeah, right, yeah. right. I
0: I, yeah. I, I think um, I, I fed those to my kids once, and they some of them actually, a few of
2: them liked it. So, That's
0: so baby funny. steps, yeah. baby
2: steps. My boyfriend actually loves them. He requests them. <laughs> but um, as far as being patient, um, being healthy too, yeah, I. Have so I said that I started learning to eat healthy when my sophomore year of college, which was three years ago, and I started this vlog and I make healthy recipes. But I am not perfect. I struggle and I I'll go way off track and then I learn to get back on track. But it's it's hard being healthy and eating healthy. It's hard, especially when you have other things thrown at you, like not being able to go to Whole Foods or having people judging you. So yeah, just be patient in general is a very good tip
0: (laughs) yes yes all right well the last piece um is why don't you tell the listeners one more time uh where they can find you out there in the on the on the worldwide web um if
2: they want to if they want to you know go and read some of your other blog posts or or follow you sure um i'm at thesmalltownfoodie.com and, um, remember the, the, it's the small town foodie <laughs> and, um, on Facebook and Instagram, I'm at small town foodie and on Twitter, I'm just at small town food.
0: Okay. Okay. And, um, and are there any other, um, you know, po- and you wrote the, the post, uh, eating healthy in a small town. Um, and you mentioned some other ones, uh, are there any other particular posts that you'd like me to include, um, in the show notes that might be
2: helpful for the, the listeners? Sure. Um, yeah, I'm trying to write a little more lifestyle posts. Um I enjoy posting recipes, but I when it comes to writing, I love just writing advice, but um I just got back from Florida, so I'll be sharing a post soon with tips for healthy traveling. Oh, and that's so, a good one. That's a yeah, good one. Yeah, and um which I didn't do that great, so I talk a little bit about that too and about bouncing back and uh-huh. being patient like we talked about yeah. and then um that food shaming post, it's coming out soon. <laughs>
0: I'll be interested to read to that I get on one. that. I think that's a thank really you. important, I think it's a really important topic to talk about. Um, so, oh, great. Well, Thanks. thank you so much for joining me today on the Waterless and Wellness Podcast. It was great talking to you. Um, thank you. And I will, you know, uh, I will talk to you again soon, I'm sure, over out there on social media. Yes. Thank you so much. I really enjoyed talking to you. Great. All right. <laughs> talk to you later. Take care. You too. Bye-bye. You can find all the information needed to connect with Ashley and the small town foodie in the show notes at www.wanderlustandwellness.org forward slash podcast. You've been listening to the Wanderlust and Wellness Podcast. If you like this episode, please head over to iTunes and subscribe to the podcast to enjoy all of our upcoming episodes. And while you're there, go ahead and drop us a review. Be sure to follow Wanderlust and Wellness at wanderlustandwellness.org or join our mailing list to get instant access to all of our upcoming programs and resources at www.wanderlustandwellness.org forward slash email. Or you can always find us on Facebook and Instagram at Wanderlust and Wellness. Please note that I am not a registered dietitian or a medical professional. The views I express are mine alone based on my own experiences and should not be taken as medical advice. Please speak with a medical professional before making any changes to your current routine.